Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Ali Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Underrepresented in Tech. Uh, Today, Michelle is not here with me, but I do have an amazing, amazing special guest. Uh, She is one of my colleagues at Master WP and honestly, one of the most interesting people, I think, uh, in the WordPress community right now. (laughs) It is Miss Naisha Green. Hi, Naisha. Hey, Allie. Thank you for having me on this week. Absolutely. Uh, So for anybody who is just not paying attention and who lives under a rock, uh, can you tell everyone a little bit about you and what you do with WordPress? Yes. So I'm based out of Columbia, South Carolina right now, and I'm also the editorial director of Master WP. So all the funny stuff you see, I'm responsible for. I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, yeah, we do have fun at Master WP as well. Um, So yeah, when I'm not developing, I am writing and Mm -hmm. I am a traveler. I'm in Florida right now and I love to cook and sing and dance and do a lot of things. Yeah. Naisha is the meme queen. We have receipts <laughs> to prove it. Uh, she's super, super funny. Um, and yeah, I I actually met you. You're like the first person I met at the Master WP uh, on that team. And mm-hmm. we kind of crossed paths a couple of times before I even joined on. So when I joined that team, I was super excited to be working with you. Um so yeah, one of the things I really wanted to, I mean, we could talk about so many different things, you and I, uh, about the WordPress mm-hmm. community, but recently Michelle and I did an episode on mentoring and mentees and mentorships and things like that. And I know that you, you are a very active mentor. You have a lot of mentees mm-hmm. that you work with. And so I really wanted to bring you on to kind of do like a part two on the mentorship topic, because I feel like in tech especially in WordPress, especially it's, I feel like it's hard for underrepresented people to find those strong, helpful mentorship relationships Mm -hmm. and having a mentor, even if it's less of an official mentor. And it's really just like somebody who's in your corner, who's rooting for you. Like it's so, it does so much for your career and it can do so much to catapult you to where you want to go. So I really Mm -hmm. wanted to learn from you, like what got you into being a mentor? Like what inspired you to start those relationships? How do you find mentees and how do you structure those relationships so that, you know, you can provide that, uh, you know, mentorship for people without, you know, like burning yourself out and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, how I got started is actually a funny story. Um, I, was probably, I have been been in tech for a long time. Um, I've been in about four years and well, in programming, I've been in tech a little longer. My first job outside of college years and years ago was tech support for Verizon Wireless. Um, So I know my way around smart devices and computers, but programming um, was fairly new to me. And once I got out into the world of tech and I was coding and I was doing all these websites and doing just different projects, My mentor, uh, one of them, Shambi Broom, who is a WordPress great, and she uh, also teaches WordPress to little kids, 
um, she wanted to know if it would be possible for some people she was helping to talk to me. And I said, me? I'm like, I feel like I just got here. And she's like, no, you've been in here a couple of years. You know what you're doing. You have a job. You know, they just want to talk to you. And, you know, they were in your shoes. You were in their shoes um, recently. So they just want to speak with you and get your experience. So I started talking to a few people she sent to me. And then um, they would say, you know, it's been really good talking to you. You know, I learned a lot. You've been very helpful. Can I send my friend? I was like, yeah, sure. I'll talk to them. And it just kept growing and growing. And one day I talked to someone from the 100 Devs program, which is a free program um, that Leon um, Nobel, uh, he teaches uh, people how to code for free and it's self-paced as well. And it's just like paying thousands of dollars to a boot camp, but it's free and it's for underrepresented persons in the community. And I got a person from there who wanted to talk to me and do a coffee chat. And then they were like, oh, you're awesome. I'm going to tweet about you. I said, sure, I love Twitter. Here's my, here's my Twitter, follow me. And that reached like hundreds of people. So I, my calendar, before I knew it was full, I was talking to people all over the world. I have mentors in South Africa, Croatia, Nigeria, China, Canada. I have a couple locals. So it just kind of blew up from there. and. Um, I wasn't so sure of it at first, but people really, they saw a lot of themselves in me and then I saw a lot of myself in them. And so it just turned into a mentorship program. And now I have about 50 people under my wing that I talk to monthly. And, you know, I told them I'll be there for them for them until they get their jobs. And if they want to hang out after that, we can still be there, but <laughs> I'll provide as much help as I can. Did you say 50 as in five zero? Yeah, five zero. Wow. I didn't know it was that many people. How do you oh, do yeah. that? How, like, okay, my mind is blown. How do you how do you manage that? How do you manage like that many people, that many, you know, calls, appointments, conversations, uh, without just complete and you also have like, you know, you have a full time job, you have mm-hmm. family stuff, you travel. Like, how do you manage all of those those relationships? have a very very strict schedule I stay by and like if you know me if you knew me like 10 years ago you wouldn't believe that not even 10 five years ago if you knew me you're like there's no way I just on my schedule because I kind of freestyle life <laughs> that's what people say my friends say you freestyle life but I'm on a very strict schedule and um, when I first initially meet my mentors we do an hour where we talk and get to know each other and I you know I make notes and I make um like I, I jot down their dreams and goals and I tell everyone, and no one's rejected it yet, um, all the ones in the United States, I say, hey, let's exchange um, phone numbers. If they're not in the United States, let's exchange WhatsApp. We're going to can't talk at least once a week or biweekly. We're going to check in through message. So I do, I don't talk to every single person every week or, or biweekly, but we at least exchange text messages where I give them, um, let them update me on what's going on. If they have issues, they tell me and we talk about it for a little bit. And um, yeah, we just, we communicate. Uh, technology has made it a lot easier. I know people are overwhelmed when they see that amount of people, um, but technology has made it a lot easier to connect with these people. And then just to keep myself from not burning out, I don't do any talking on the weekend. I don't do any work mm-hmm. on the weekend. Mondays and Fridays, I do not schedule any meetings or any chats or anything you know, anything like that. So I have my, I have four days out the week to recover. So I'm only really doing all this work on three days. 
but I still schedule it in a way where I'm still not too overwhelmed on those, those days as well. And then people, yeah. you know, some people, if I can't get to them that first week, I'll get them the second week. You know, a couple of times we've had to push people to a third week, but they get me at least once a month. Wow. And you do, you do all this for free, right? Like none of your mentees yes. are paying you. Girl. Yes, I, I will not take money. I told them like, I would never, if anyone asks you for money coming from me, it's a scam. Don't send money. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'll send you money. I'm like, do not send me money. No, we have a whole semic where I talk about scams in tech and where mm. not to go. And so I tell them like, don't give people money. I'm like, even if you're like, this is just too good to be true. I need to give them money. I'm like, talk to me first and we can go through it together. And some of them have sent me stuff that have been scams and we'll be like, no, yeah. don't give them money. So that's what we do. I don't, I don't accept money for this. So, I mean, that is amazing. Like kudos mm-hmm. to you for doing that. I don't think I could ever, I couldn't like, I, I feel like I would get so overwhelmed. Um, <laughs> that's so amazing that you do that. I, so I, I'm curious though, like, have you mm-hmm. ever thought about flipping it into a business or like, you know, into a mastermind or some kind of group where people pay a fee and get, you know, that access to you? Like, have you ever even mildly entertained the idea of structuring it out in a paid format or not at all? Um, I have because not because like I, you know, we can always use more money, especially in these economic times. But um, so I won't say like, I just don't need money, but it's like, I don't, I'm not a straight, you know, we've already talked about it. I'm not a structured or organized person. <laughs> it's like one, um, just how I grew up, we, um, we never really took money for anything. I'm a very community-based person. And I think that's another reason why this works so well. Um, growing up, my grandmother, she always said charity begins at home. And mm. so we always took care of everybody in the community. Um, to this day, my mom is partially disabled. Um, she can barely walk because she uses a cane. And my mom goes to the neighborhood. And we make sure people have food, make sure they have their medicine. When I come into town, she's like, you know, so-and-so's grandmother needs a ride to the doctor. Will you take her today and then take her to get something to eat? I'm like, yeah. And it's like, it's not like we we're like, oh, we're saints. We're doing this. This mm. is how we grew up. I watched my older siblings do this. I watched my aunts and uncles do this. I watched my mm. grandma do this. And I hope one day if I am in a position where I don't have my family around, because a lot of people's family, you know, they move. I hope that there's somebody in the community to do that for me. So it's more so as um, yeah, one day if I could get someone to help me structure it, hint, hint, probably Allie, um, I would love to, <laughs> but as of right now, I just do so much. I don't, mm-hmm. in my mind, it's like one day if I can sit down and structure it, I, I would love to, because I think even with structure, I could reach a lot more people too. Cause I'm, I'm yes. freestyling this. <laughs> I'm doing it like, yeah. you know, it's just me and my Google calendar and Siri right now. We're working through mm-hmm. it. But yeah, yeah, one day just so I can reach more people, I would love to. I think it would be really wonderful. Yeah, because I mean, you know, Michelle and I in our previous episode on this topic, we we made sure to explain the difference between mm-hmm. mentoring and coaching, right? Like if you're looking mm-hmm. for a mentor, that's a person who's, you know, volunteering their time to, you know, do what you've been doing with your mentees, right? Connecting with yeah. them, helping them, answering questions for them, all of these things. And then, you know, a coach is somebody that you're going to pay for you know, services. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's usually less of a personal friendship relationship and more of an exchange of service and money. Um, but you know, I, we didn't even really touch on the concept of mentorship turning into a more of a coaching, 
you know, or, you know, like a mastermind group or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, yeah, I think that if you were able to grow that into something, like you said, more structured that people are Mm -hmm. are investing in monetarily, um, you know, that compensates you for your time. You can probably, Mm -hmm. there's more that you could be able to do for them. And I also think about, you know, I don't know how much or how frequently you connect mentees to each other, but Mm -hmm. you know, if it's a group that they're paying for access to, everybody is getting everything from you, if that makes sense. Right. So, you know, if you're, if you're showing one, you know, person a like, Oh, Hey, yeah, that email that you got is actually a scam. Everybody else is benefiting from that information at Mm -hmm. the same time. Right. Um, And that's, I feel like that would probably be really hard for you to do you know, mentoring people for free the way that you are right now. So I feel like it, it could add additional level, although it would probably not allow you to be as personal, like having the mm-hmm. one-to-one relationship. So there'd be trade-offs, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that does sound like a really, really good idea. Thank you. That's something, yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. You're <laughs> welcome. It's, just, it's a lack of information. That's what I see the most, like, especially mm-hmm. when we're underrepresented, like, there are things, especially in the WordPress community, I had no idea about. And like my mm-hmm. mentors have been in the community for about 10 years. And like, you know, I'm hopping in and they're telling me what to do and what's what. And it's like, and, and then I had to, you know, they're also African-American. And it's like, you know, if I didn't have those connections, would I even be in this community? Probably not. They were also the people who taught me WordPress, mm-hmm. you know? So yes, I would love to reach a lot more people. I think it would make the community a lot more diverse as well. Yeah, I agree. And like, I'm so into the idea of there being more formalized mentorships in our community Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I joined this community in like 2019. So three years ago or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I did have mentors. I did have people who reached out to me and pulled me in and said, here's what to do. And, you know, we're there to answer questions for me. And, you know, they were all, almost all straight white men. And Mm -hmm. I still appreciate all of the things that they helped me with. But I always remember thinking like, man, I wish I had more black women Mm -hmm. as mentors that I could look up to. And, you know, there are people that I definitely look at, you know, as inspiration, right? Like you, Mm -hmm. Miss Winstina Hughes, Ebony Butler, like (laughs) there are black women in our community that I see as that, that I count as my friends. And I I look at to inspiration, but I've never had like that kind of mentorship mentee relationship with them because people are Mm -hmm. busy, right? Like people are busy Mm -hmm. doing what they're doing. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm always a little upset that there's not more of us out there to be able to mentor each other. But Mm -hmm. as of right now, we're kind of able to do it, you know, lead by example. And I think that that's really great. Allie. Yeah. Oh, where'd you go? I lost you for a second. Oh yeah. I lost you too. It's okay. I can cut that out. Okay. Uh, sweet. (laughs) What else did I want to ask you? Um, well, I wanted to say thank you. I feel honored to be in the same sentence as Westina and Ebby because they are, first of all, they are so cool. Ebby is like the coolest person I've ever seen in my life. She's too cool. Like she's (laughs) too cool for any of us. Yes. And (laughs) Westina is like, I love speaking with Westina. It's like just the way she speaks. 
it's mm-hmm. so it's it's like musical she has she's so elegant and I'm like oh my god you're so awesome she, I feel ha- like- she has that like that like Michelle Obama quality to her where it's yes. like yeah you are so elegant and classy and intelligent and like not worthy yes that's how I feel I'm like man I feel like a fool <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm crazy they're so cool yeah it's an honor thank you <laughs> yeah of course of course and you know that's one of the things that I know you're also a member of the black press slack group and you know that's one of the things that we are trying to do with that group is provide space for people to connect with each other and to mentor each other either directly mm-hmm. or indirectly Um, and I was just so happy that that space exists and that I can help to grow it. Um, and I hope that more spaces like that crop up over time for other, you know, groups of people, because I think one of the, one of the downsides of WordPress, as far as the community is concerned, is like, there are so many different types of people in this community, Mm -hmm. but we can't always see each other all the time. So you know, even just through being a part of Black Press, I've met Black members of the community that I had never encountered before. I didn't know that they mm-hmm. existed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I feel like a lot of times we will just kind of, you know, do what we're doing, do our work, keep our head down and not be loud about stuff. And so we mm-hmm. don't get seen as often. Um, and it makes me wonder, you know, how many other different types of people are out there doing amazing things with WordPress and just not being seen because there isn't a place mm-hmm. for them to be seen and to be comfortable. Um, and I think that having spaces for men- mentor relationships um, can really help with that. I agree. And that's definitely a big goal of mine. I, I love and I love, love, love the black press slack like when they were so excited to hear about the new podcast at master wp i was rolling for like two days after that it was so funny <laughs> but it's so supportive like yeah it's mm-hmm. so refreshing and it feels so good it makes you really you know i'm already proud of the work we do but it makes it so much more proud when you see people that look like you and they're like dude we're enjoying this this is great yeah. and like yeah it's just something for, for all of us yes yeah. It's really amazing. Well, so I'm curious at the current time, even though you have your 50, uh, your squad of 50 right now, are you taking on new mentees? Like, do you have a cap where it's like, okay, I reached this many people and I'm not going to accept any more? Or is it just like, keep going? Um, It depends. Like, as far as like, the people are in programming right now, I'm not taking on any new ones. However, a couple just, well, let me explain that. A couple just got jobs. So when a couple spaces uh, open up, I do allow a couple more people to hop on in. So it's on like a rolling basis. But um, I'm also a dedicated mentor in a program here in South Carolina. Um, South Carolina tech scene is very non-diverse. Um, when I finished learning code, I was just, I just knew in my heart I had to move to get a job, which, you know, turned out not to be the case and I'm thankful for. But you know, most of the jobs are almost all white, all male, and like one person of color, wow. and rarely black people. Yeah, I, I, I did not see another black woman in my field until I actually got my job, and then started mm-hmm. my job, and then I didn't see her for a year because she was on maternity leave, 
And I was just like, oh my God, this is awful. <laughs> um, so I am a dedicated mentor for a program. Um, it's called, uh, well, I'm a DCA. Um, it's called Discover Carolina, where they teach people how to code and put them into internships, which was where they're paid, which was how I got my start. I think paying people mm-hmm. for this is very important. I was very poor when I started learning code. <laughs> And um, so, you know, that gives people time not to worry about other things, especially if you want them to quit their jobs and learn, you know, some programs require you to do that, but they don't pay you. So Discover Carolina does send um, me mentees every six months, mostly women. I'm very happy and proud of what's going on right now. I just got, um, they just partnered with a program called uh, Persevere Now. And we help women who were incarcerated and they learn code in prison. We help them, uh, you know, we mentor them once they get out, help them get jobs and help them, you know, get out and experience a new life. So I just have, I have two new women I got a few weeks ago and they just got out of prison. Um, One nine years, she's been there nine years and one three. So, you know, this has been a new challenge for me because I'm not only here for them for code, they're trying to adapt to life now. Yeah. So that um that one is one I'm very happy about. And I will continue to get, you know, women from them every couple of months as well. My jaw is on the floor. Like that is amazing. <laughs> that is remarkable. I had no idea about that, about either one of those two programs. Mm-hmm. That's so amazing. I never yeah. I never thought about that. I never thought about, you know, um, code being something that somebody who had previously been incarcerated come can you know come out and learn I mean mm-hmm. is it have you experienced at all people learning to code while in prison because I know that a lot of prisons like you will have you can have access to computers and to the internet mm-hmm. um is have you experienced any people who have already started to learn to code while incarcerated Yes, they actually learned, they, they started learning while in prison, um, and they could not use the internet, they had to use PDFs and books. And that blew my mind, because if it was not for the internet while I was learning, I don't think I would have made it, because I'm, I'm no. a visual learner. Yeah, and I, yeah. I use YouTube and Udemy, and um, I had some in-class um, instruction, but it was mostly YouTube, and it's like, that's how I learned, because I learned by seeing and watching, and they were literally using books. and. I, I, like my, one of them, she's telling me like, oh, you know, it's pretty cool to be able to see the problems on YouTube. And I couldn't even say anything. I'm like, I, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, we just, we amazing. totally take that for yeah, granted. We do, we do. And they learn, they learned and they're, they're um, in the trial, they're in the project point now. So they're doing on work, on-site work and learning on the job. Like, I am amazing. They are amazing women. And I'm very, very honored to be a part of their their journey. And it's just, they're they're wild. They blow me away every month. I'm talking to uh, one of them today and um, she just got her license and she's, you know, they're helping her get a car. They gave them MacBooks to start working on. And she was like, this is like weird. She's like, I've always got a window. Like I got to learn this. And I'm just <laughs> like, oh my God, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. So yeah, um, yeah they beautiful. definitely, yeah, they're, they're, they're amazing. I, I know they're going to do way better than I am because PDFs. Yeah. They, yeah. They I mean, it. if, if you're learning from that, you know, from that level, once you get mm-hmm. the internet and you get all these, re- it's like easy breezy, right? Like yes. not, not to, not to say they don't have to work at it, but like, yeah, you know, they, I feel like 
I'm trying to figure out how to explain what I'm trying to say. Like, I feel like that almost gives you a leg up because you've had to start with so little, right? So you've had to really make sure that you understand it. And then once you have the resources, it's like, oh, this is, this is way better than what it was before. This is way easier, right? Oh, yeah. Makes me think like, okay, all the boot camps should just change their perspective. Like everybody's learning off PDFs from now on. Like that's it. <laughs> right. Like we will have like, I'm telling you, we'll have flying cars in like four years if they implement this around the board. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's crazy. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up there on that amazingly beautiful note. Um, thank you so much, Naisha, for, for sitting down and talking with me. Um, if people want to connect with you online and learn more about you, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Nai underscore the underscore creator. I'm working on one of my coding projects, working on a website because um, I have people trying to reach me, of course. I have never been this important in my life. It's so crazy. So <laughs> I'm trying to get more people ways to access me. But yeah, I'm in, if you're joining Black Press, I'm in Black Press. Um, Twitter is the best way to reach out to me. You can add me on LinkedIn. Um, and, you know, I people are like, oh, you're always so busy. You're always so busy. I always have time to talk to someone. I love talking. I'll talk all day. <laughs> Just reach out to me. Well, I love talking to you. Um, Always, always, always. Thank you so much for being on. And absolutely. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. And we will see you next week. This episode was sponsored by the following companies WP Wallet. WP Wallet is a free, simple, intelligent tool that helps WordPress professionals effortlessly manage all of their license keys and invoices for all sites and clients. Never forget a renewal, lose a license key, or miss out on a reimbursement again. Join WP Wallet for free today. LearnDash. LearnDash is taking cutting-edge e-learning methodology and infusing it into WordPress. More than just a plugin, LearnDash is trusted to power the learning programs for major universities, small to mid-sized companies, startups, entrepreneurs, and bloggers worldwide. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.